Pushing myself up onto the pedals, I feel the bike's chain catch, propelling me forward. I settle into the seat, letting muscle memory take over. As I pick up speed, the wind ruffles my hair where it sticks out from under my helmet. I hear the beginnings of a song starting up from the bike trailer I'm pulling. My five-year-old daughter Margot finds her voice belting out, Let it go, let it go, can't hold me back anymore. How true that is, I think, as my body works and my mind quiets. This is Riding in the Middle, and I'm Desiree Taper-Carter. Today I'll be talking about commuting by bike with a kid. I hope you'll want to ride your bike, or be kinder to bike commuters after listening. Let me back up to July 2017. My husband Brian, our daughter and I, had gone to Belgium for my sister's wedding and took a day road trip to see the sights. During our hours in the car, Brian and I talked about what we felt we really needed in life versus what we just wanted. We had a child in daycare, and we were still paying off our student loans. The trip itself was an extravagance, but it gave us a chance to look at our life from a distance. One thing we kept coming back to was how much money we were spending on our cars. Insurance payments. Maintenance. Brian had been biking and taking public transportation to his downtown Atlanta office, leaving his car sitting in our driveway most of the time. Maybe we could sell my 10-year-old Chevy Cobalt and I could drive his newer, more efficient Honda Fit. We became a one-car family that month. Later, we thought about what our decision could teach our daughter. We wanted her to know that it's possible to make changes throughout life and that those changes come about through small, purposeful actions. First, I'll share how I made the transition to bike commuting. Then I'll share my tips for drivers when they encounter bike commuters. I started biking to work every Wednesday. It felt amazing to fly down the streets in the morning before most people had gotten moving. On days that I was responsible for drop-off, I continued driving the car. It was when we got a bicycle trailer that I saw a path to a bigger change. Margot and I began venturing out for weekend rides, finding that we could skip paying parking fees and enjoy a more leisurely pace. Speaking of pace, saying we were slow with the bicycle trailer attached would be an understatement. I dropped from my cruising speed of 7 miles an hour to 2 miles an hour when we came to a hill, with Margot shouting, You can do it! as I gasped my way to the top. But she was right. I could do it. I took her on a group ride as part of the Atlanta Cycling Festival in May 2018. We started on the Beltline, made our way around pedestrians, passed the Crog Street Market, and rolled into the Cabbage Town neighborhood. I stayed in the middle, filling the group's power as we took up the whole lane. On the way back, I spoke with one of the group leaders, sharing that I really wanted to make biking a more regular habit, but I doubted my physical strength. She was quiet for a moment and then responded, I was actually thinking about how strong you are. You're pulling more than 50 pounds and have kept up with the group just fine. You need to do this more. The next year, I tried carrying Margot to school with the bike a few times. I found I could do it and still arrive at my job on time. I also felt better less anxious, and happier throughout the day. In May 2019, I challenged myself to take the bike to school every day. And I did. Our reward? Stopping to pick mulberries along the bike path on the way home and baking a pie. Thinking about my success, Ryan emailed me an article in June 
and encouraged me to think about getting a new bike that he would convert to an e-bike. In her article, Having a Kid Made Me Afraid to Ride, Here's How I Got My Mojo Back, Caitlin Giddings writes about how her slower pace when biking with her daughter made her constantly afraid that they would be hit by a car, leading her to stay on the sidewalk. Side note, it's actually illegal for anyone 12 and up to bike on the sidewalk in Georgia where I live. At the same time, Giddings didn't want to keep her daughter in a bubble. She wanted her to be able to look around and take in her world. Giddings reached out to other parents. The solution? E-bikes were allowing others to keep up with traffic and experience the great outdoors with their kids. I was sold. Well, almost. I just had to pick out a new bike. Now that I've been commuting by bike for the majority of the last seven months, I have a few tips for drivers. First, treat bike commuters as if they're driving a car. As I've already established, people aren't supposed to ride their bikes on sidewalks. Shouting, get on the sidewalk, through your passenger side window, isn't really helpful to bike commuters, and it just freaks people out. Yes, this has happened to me. There's also a lot of confusion at four-way stops. Whether you refuse to move when it's your turn, or if you speed up to try to hit a bike commuter going through an intersection, you're making that person's ride unpredictable, which makes it less likely that they'll want to bike in the future. I encounter more people who refuse to move when it's their turn, whereas my husband encounters more people who try to hit him. Both of these experiences are frustrating. Second, getting exercise on the way to one's destination is a pleasure and a privilege. My experience has taught me that many different factors have to be aligned for a bike commuter to be successful. When those factors do come together, it's something to celebrate. It means a lot when people say, way to go! Usually when everyone's standing around, not in a car nor on their bike, of course. Third and last, commuting by bike is valuable for kids too. They're able to see their neighborhood and environment through a more open, accessible lens. When it's sunny, they're able to soak in the sunlight and observe what's around them. When it's raining, they see that getting rained on isn't the end of the world, though my daughter dislikes riding in rainy conditions. What better way is there to teach the importance of living in the moment than taking a bike ride? When I asked my daughter her thoughts on the bike, she had this to say. What's it like being pulled in the bicycle trailer? Oh, it's very fast, and I love it when you do it. What do you love about it? Because it's so fast and fun. Do you like going fast? Oh, yes. This past September, author Jonathan Franzen published a cultural comment article in The New Yorker called What If We Stop Pretending? He argues that climate change is the biggest issue that we as humans currently face. Toward the middle of the article, he gives a list of things, including riding bikes to work, that individuals are doing to avoid contributing to climate change. Ultimately, he says that we'd be better off accepting that climate change is here to stay so that we can stop congratulating ourselves and take even bigger steps. I felt frustrated after reading his article at first. There are so many obstacles that stand in our way at any point in time. We could talk ourselves out of taking any action saying, why even bother? It's through small changes that we as people form new habits though. While I grew up within walking distance of my elementary and high schools, I remember actually making the walk fewer than five times. 
I hope that my daughter will grow up with a sense of confidence in her ability to get around and a knowledge that there's more than one way to do so. Thank you so much for listening to my first podcast. I hope that you're ready to hop on your bike or go out and congratulate a bike commuter now. Happy riding!